Oh, oh, let, let me, let me do mine. Let me do mine. That was a really good sound. It was. <laughs> Welcome to episode 21. We're now an ASMR podcast channel. We're also drinking UDLs. For the first time. Have you had a sip yet? No, I haven't. Because I wanted to it. announce that if I sound a little bit different this week, it's because there is a beanie on my microphone. Okay, look, that's important, but also just take a sip and let me know what you think. All right, so I'm drinking an Uddle, I believe they call it. It's a UDL. It's lemon, lime, and soda. Looks like a 1965 vintage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, that that's sweet UDL taste. It's worse than I remember. It's a lemon, lime, bitters without the bitters. Yeah, no, not as good as I remember. <laughs> um, you also have to intro us. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the only podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. Well, I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. Welcome and you're talking through a beanie. Through a beanie. Episode 21. Beanies and UDLs. Does that mean for episode 30, we'll have to drink something really fancy? Because okay. by the time you're 30, you're apparently meant to have your life figured out. <laughs> I'm over 30. I do not have my life figured out. So <laughs> does that make me a failure? <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, I'm just going to laugh so I don't cry. <laughs> Look, but that doesn't matter right now because we're 21. Yeah. And that's all 30s that are your new 20s, really. Apparently. So how are you this week? Yeah. Don't be like that. Yeah. Really? Just with work and the food we just ate. Oh, yeah. We had some really not good Turkish food. <laughs> like, there's something weird happening inside of me right now, and I don't really know what's going to happen. So, good times. So, a bit meh about work and stuff? Yeah. I- I'm torn. I'm I'm sick of sitting around waiting, and I want to go back to work. But also, I kind of like, you know, kind of nice being paid to not do anything. Well, yeah, like um, my work this week made a mistake and demanded that I take leave that I don't have because I'm a casual. I got this email first thing that just said, you must take two weeks annual leave by the end of the year. And I'm like, one, my contract runs out in August and two, I'm casual. I don't have leave. So I just kind of replied and said, "Um, no. (laughs) So yeah, I'll take it in September. like a part of me that's like you know obviously because i'm casual i can't take two weeks leave sure it was just an email that paid. was sent to everyone no it was it was directed at me because i haven't taken any time off over the past year and apparently that's not good for our mental health guys so policy at work so you meant to take time off and you know, so what might be better for your mental health is if they hired another person for your yeah department. so we actually had a team instead of just me being the team and doing everything um <laughs> But there was a part of me that secretly hoped that they were going to really enforce it. I actually wouldn't mind some time off. <laughs> I wouldn't mind just like a couple of weeks to sit around and do an absolutely like sweet FA. Oh, that sounds really good to me right now. <laughs> but alas, no. They accepted my I won't get paid and I'm poor thing. Finally, they came back saying, oh, we'll put you on job seeker for two weeks. <laughs> that would mean that, an abuse of the system probably. But uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but... <laughs> I mean, I'd just like a couple of weeks off. That'd be nice. I well, can't... You might get them at the end of August. That's true. I probably shouldn't wish for that at this point because I'm hoping that I can find another job by then, but we'll see how we go. Mm. But I mean, it is a little depressing when I think about the last time I had any time off was for my grandfather's funeral, which was in June last year. And I had a total of two days off 
And that was the last time off I had. So it's a bit depressing to think about that, obviously. Maybe like when my contract runs out, I'll just tell them that I can't start for like another two weeks after my end date. So I get like two weeks holidays. Yeah. You know? Why not? For my next contract. Why not? Why not? We'll see how we go. But anyway, let's not talk Dawn. about that because I can't have time off and I need to keep working. Mm. <laughs> so. What's the uh, mood of your tales this week? The mood? Okay. So I've, I've done something a little different this week so i've got a story about trees yeah i've got a really horrible story for my second one so tall and green yep trees <laughs> my second story is really horrible so prepare yourself for that but it was like a, a thing that i read um last week that i was like holy fuck this is crazy and my last one is an urban legend expect more big cats uh- <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's it's a far more nationwide well-known urban legend so look forward to it I, I've tried something different. We'll see how we'll see how it pans out. Let if me you know. Pee how on you feel someone's about it. foot, it stops the blue bottle sting. Okay, that's actually true and not an open legend or myth. It's something different that I'm trying. So let me know what you guys think. Whether this works and I should do it again oh, or not. But I know Healthy Harold doesn't actually have a doctor. Okay, what are your stories? Um, I've got two stories about two different kinds of people that I can't stand. Um, and just a little short aside tale of a drunk driver. Oh, okay. Who wants to go first? We'll end on the urban legend, I guess. Okay. You go first then. Um, my first story is definitely my longest. Okay. Let's... Let's scood- dive in. Skadoodle into it. <laughs> skadoodle? What the fuck is that? How I do you... Know. How does one skadoodle? I... Anti-vaxxer NRL wag incredibly compares herself to a Holocaust victim after her husband was stood down. By the oh. league for refusing to get a flu shot. My God. How did she think this was ever going to fly? <laughs> uh, it was by Zoe Zakek oh. and Brett Lackley for Daily Mail Australia. Is this is this the one that um, charges for her courses on anti-vaxxers or like seminars or whatever they are? I don't and know. Apparently she makes look- like a ridiculous amount of money. I have mm-hmm. a feeling it might be the same person. Well, you're about to find out. Now, okay. A WAG, W-A-G, for everyone who has the fortune of not knowing what that is. I unfortunately do know what that is. It's <laughs> uh, an Australian sporting acronym for wives and girlfriends of the players. Yeah. Um, I think it's a terrible term. Oh, it is. It totally calling is. calling a person a WAG. I hate the term WAG. Okay, but you don't hate WAGs themselves. Usually they're I pretty problematic. You they don't, don't really hear about them. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this WAG because of what she is. <laughs> An anti-vaxxer. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of Willy Wagtail. Oh, God. That UDL and all that Turkish food's coming back. Oh, God. Okay, this probably wasn't like the greatest idea we've ever had, especially after that food. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's basically just like lemonade. Yeah. But it's, it's still It's like, lemonade with vodka. It's still not that great. It's not as good as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so our wag in question today is a Chanel Cartwright. Don't know. I, could, I can't remember her name if it's the same I will say she spells Chanel weird. S H A N. Well, I mean, it's. I've not never seen her spelled similar to Channel. I was going to say that's like I have a person at work named Chanel who spells it that way. Spells it that I, way. I used to um back in the MSN days in high school. Oh my god! Uh, there was this really emo chick oh my god. that I kind of liked. Um, of course. <laughs> and I used to call her Channel all the time because her name was Chanel. Right. Oh, so you made fun of her because you liked her. I used to call her that's Channel. how it works. Maybe. <laughs> Or maybe it's because I spelled it wrong once. She oh was my like, God. Chanel. And I was like, oh, yeah. So then I just kept doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, can we please just tell this story? Oh, I don't want to talk about because I don't like NRL. All the yeah. play- 
Australian sportsmen. The rugby ones are just... Okay. Rugby union players, they seem to be okay. They don't get into trouble a lot. I don't know what it is about league, but league players always seem to be... Yeah. I mean, it is true. I mean, how many things can I think of? The pissing in his own mouth one? Remember Um, when they're all doing like those group sex attacks? Yeah. Like 15 years ago? Yeah. Turns out a lot of them. It's mostly a lot of as we'll find out in this raping and drinking too much. Yeah, which is yeah. We're not here to bag out the NRL too much. No, but I think it's like one of those things where you give young guys too much money and then they only work for like three months of the year. Yeah, yeah. Where was I? So she's the wife of Bryce Cartwright, who plays for the Gold Coast Titans. Okay, didn't even know that Gold Coast had a team. That's I think I've heard of the Titans. I didn't know the Gold Coast, but anyhow, uh, as I wrote here, she's the anti-vaxxer of the day. Woo! Go Chanel. Is that really a title you want? <laughs> I don't know. So she posted a picture on Instagram of a famous Jewish girl you may have heard of. She's called Anne Frank. Oh my! Are you uh, famous for hiding in an attic in Nazi-occupied Amsterdam for two years before being found and killed by them, leaving behind her diary. You know, uh, fun fact: she'd be ninety-one next month. Actually, her oh, birthday is the twelfth of June. Um, 19... Actually, a friend of mine just said that she'd started reading her diary. It's a highly read book. Yeah, and she was kind of saying that it was um, weirdly relatable. Well, she was just a typical teenage yeah, like, girl, that, really. That she just happened saying, to live like, in a... It was just sort of like teenage girl stuff. Yeah. But then all this other stuff that happened at the same time that's totally not relatable. So like relatable, but not relatable. Well, we spoke about her on the podcast before, haven't we, I think? Probably. Probably. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyhow. We're really off track. I'm only on my first. Okay, yeah, still. I don't. This is this is already <laughs> bad. <laughs> now Chanel, of course, no idea how you've never heard of her. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> now she's of course famous for being a wife uh, of a man I've also never heard of who kicks a ball really well. I assume and wears really tiny shorts while doing it. He might not actually be one of the ones that kicks. He might just run. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. It's not rugby union. It's not the All Blacks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so she puts this picture on Instagram with the caption, the people who hid Anne Frank were breaking the law. The people who killed her were following it. What the fuck? How, wh- what response did she think she was going to get to that? So her reasoning for doing this is because Bryce is no longer allowed to play in the NRL. Uh, he's been stood down for refusing to get a flu shot. Oh my god. And I've written in brackets because I was thinking at the time, or maybe being forced to not get a flu shot? I, I mean, is Bri- Bryce, I don't know. Are you being forced to be anti-vax? Send us a picture of you winking twice <laughs> for yes and once for no if you're listening. Um, we'll help you out, buddy. Get you oh a good sport. <laughs> okay, now, so he's not allowed to play ones. because he's not getting a flu shot. Yeah, because of And she's now comparing herself to Anne Frank? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you follow, that makes sense, right? No. <laughs> like, not at all. I know. So, like, to their credit, they're not the only players not being allowed to play. So there's about 20 of them who are refusing. Um, most have cited past adverse reactions to getting a flu shot, which I think fair enough. Okay, that's fair. Um, and some others citing religious reasons. Oh. I'm not sure what ones, but... They didn't really specify. Um, but it does mention later in the article that the two guys who... There was only two of them refusing to get it due to previous issues with the flu shot. They eventually just got it anyway. They, they were just hesitant okay. to, but they were like, oh, well, I'd rather play and just deal with a week so or two. I was going to of- say, I thought like the flu shot was one of like the really low-risk vaccinations. <laughs> because it is injecting you with the flu, 
Uh, yeah. That's how a virus vaccine works. You can, some people will feel, you'll develop flu-like symptoms for a day or two anyway. But I got, you've, you've never had one. I, what do you mean? I've had plenty. You have had them before? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you said you hadn't had one. No, um, I, I usually get the flu shot every year. Okay. And I'm gonna, but they like, give you a little thing saying sit around for 15 minutes. If, you, if it's your first yeah. time getting one, they say sit around for a bit just in case. I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second and say that you should really get a flu shot. The reason that I started getting them because I was one of those people that was like, oh, it's just the flu. Like I'll get it once in a year and I'm healthy enough to fight it off. So why not? Like, why should I get it kind of thing? Mm. I was one of those people until my grandfather got really sick and had radiation and had no immune system and I realized how much of a danger you are to other people. It's not about the fact that you can't fight it off. Yeah. It's that you're hurting other people around you. So you may not be able to get the shot. Please like get these a two men. shot. They can, but it just they have – I mean, they, maybe they just got man flu or something from it. They don't oh say God. how bad the effects were. They say that's why they didn't want to I get I mean, it. if they have had adverse effects and it's like an allergy, then I don't think they should get them. Yeah. But if it's, you know, something minor – yeah, probably should. Uh, so Chanel went on to claim that her and Bryce are not anti-anything, but stand for medical freedom. Quote, people have the freedom to say what they like, just like we have the freedom to choose which medical procedures we undergo. Yeah, but... I wouldn't say getting a flu shot's a medical procedure. It's not, but also, in saying that, the NRL then has the freedom to say that they don't want players who haven't had a flu shot. They also have freedom. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't think of that. I can use that logic against it. Yeah. They've got two kids. Poor children. Do you think they're vaccinated? Of course they aren't. <laughs> um, but not only will she not give them vaccines, uh, she doesn't even let them have Panadol. What does she do if they get a fever? See if they die? I don't just, know. Just like let them have it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she like... I just... I don't get... Pours olive oil on their heads or something. I don't know. Is that what I don't get... Like, we live in 2020. You have all of these medical advancements that you can use to your advantage that can help you... It can make you feel like not as bad. Why the fuck wouldn't you use them? Especially Panadol. I yeah. think we would know if Panadol had adverse effects. Yeah, because she definitely would have had these flu shots and these vaccines and Panadol growing up as a kid. Exactly. That's anyway. what I'm saying. Now, this was a Daily Mail article, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, to the Daily Mail's credit, the article then proceeds to go on and uh, where is it here? the article, to my surprise and relief, goes on to mention how she's an idiot. And discredits her <laughs> and discredits her and all of the other anti-vaxxers. Thank God, because you know the, all the thousands of deaths prior to the vaccines and how fake the medical report was that was paid for to say the vaccines are bad and it's all a load of shit. Yeah, we all know that, right? I hope. And even the frustrated NRL fans have slammed them for refusing to get mandatory flu shots. One fan stating, "Seriously, cancel their contracts. They're a menace to society and should be held vicariously liable to any anti-vaxxer-related illness." I'm kind of glad that it seems like it's a good army. The, the vast majority of the population sees that this is idiocy. Yeah, I just wish these people would die out quicker already. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's the thing. We've vaccinated so well that most of the things that would kill them are pretty much eradicated. Yeah, apparently the the article goes and mentions some of the things you know, like the ones you heard of, like polio. Yeah, polio, and the things like tetanus. I think people had to worry about back in the day. I had no idea. Well, <laughs> I've read about tetanus before, but I didn't realize that tetanus isn't necessarily fatal, but it's not curable either. So it might kill you eventually, but it might not either. It might just make your life but really it's uncomfortable. Just, it's not something I I thought it's just some dis- illness you got from getting stabbed by a rusty nail. Because I grew up in a world where I don't have to worry about tetanus. So yeah. I never thought of as much of an yeah, issue. Yeah, exactly. Because, oh, I'll just go get the shot and I'm fucking good as gold. 
Yeah, but like what happened before there was the shot? I don't know. They got some weird disease and were sick for a few weeks. That's all I thought tetanus was. I have no <laughs> idea what it is because I have to fucking worry about it. Um, I mean, it can be. Because you got the tetanus shot. <laughs> tetanus can be that, but it can also be way more serious where you get like locked jaw and you can't open your jaw and stuff. It's like, it's, it's it can be really bad. Mm. But again, something that we don't really have to worry about anymore. Yeah. You'd have to be really unlucky to get it at this point. The worst thing about tetanus is it's just a painful shot. Yeah, it's not a good one. I've only had one because of a weird thing I got on my foot once. I stood on a nail in a park. Yeah, I remember that story. It wasn't good. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really relieved that it seems like, yeah, people are on the side of sanity saying, you idiots, fuck mm. off. <laughs> And if that's like coming from fans of the NRL as well, because the, the fans NRL, of NRL fans are like fanatical. They are, but they, I feel they also largely get a bit. You think of they're like Australian football hooligans kind of thing. That's what mm. you think of when you think of an NRL fan. So it's nice to see them not falling in line with the stereotype. Yeah, and exactly. Like, what the, and not being just like it doesn't matter what it takes. Like have the players I want in the team kind of thing. Yeah. So kind of, I I like that people are just like get the shot or fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> So it's only 20 people. I'm sure there's lots of young men out there who would love to take their place. And I'm sure there's just as talented young guys out there as well mm. that would kill to play for the NRL. So, so yeah, anti-vaxxers can't stand them. That's person number one. I yeah. bet you won't be able to guess what the second person is. No. What is it? I've shown you them before, but they don't come up a lot here in Australia. Thank Christ. Okay. To be fair, I don't know if they turn up a lot anywhere much, but... We've we'll watched some YouTube videos on them. Okay. Is that your second story? Third. Third? Okay. That'd be interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, one of my stories is about trees. 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 I've seen trees. Me too. Do you like them? Yeah. Yeah. Quite fond of trees. Big, green, hard. Yeah. Usually. Usually. So in 2013, the city of Melbourne had a great idea. Uh, they set up email addresses for individual trees. Now, what? Yeah, okay, so each tree was assigned a number and then that number was attached to an email address that you could email in. Now, the whole What's idea What's the tree going to do with it? Right. The whole idea was it was meant to be to make it easier for the general public to make reports about the tree. Okay. So, it was meant to be for like, you know, if the tree looked like it was sick, if it didn't look good, if there were fallen branches, if it looked like it was a danger to the public. Yeah, okay. All of those kind of things. Because I imagine every single tree right in Melbourne, that'd be a big job to, to go around and check. Lots of right? tree-lined avenues in Melbourne over things like tram lines. Right. Which have cables hanging above them. So it's a big job. So I guess they thought that, you know, instead of people calling the council and complaining, they could just send an email saying someone needs to check out this tree. That's not what happened. Did it get full of spam email? <laughs> so instead what they got were hundreds of emails and most of them were love letters, messages, or writing in about their own personal dilemmas, like to the tree. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Russian brides and nope. Nigerian princes and cheap <laughs> no. heads and no. hey tree having issues getting hard. <laughs> no. no. Strong wood. And the tree's like, oh yeah, that's relevant to my interests. So, yeah, people really wanted to talk to their trees, basically. Um, it's kind of sweet. <laughs> it is, though. <laughs> I love so, your tree. Please write back. So, I just, I think this is great. When speaking to Aaron Wood. Aaron <laughs> he, Wood. Did he come up with, is Aaron Wood a tree? No, Aaron Wood. Is the man who came up is, with the idea. Is a counsellor for Melbourne's environment portfolio. He's a counsellor for the trees. Yes. 
Aaron Wood. <laughs> I love it. So the city of Melbourne aren't actually mad about the unintended consequence of sending up the emails. They actually Whose enjoy job it. Is it. Yeah. I would love that job. Can someone please hire me? I would love to read these emails. So I've got a quote from Aaron who said, it has an unintended but positive consequence. The email interactions reveal the love Melbour- Melburnians have for their trees. Now, the rest of my story is just the emails. Okay. Or just some examples of the emails because I thought, I thought this was great. Here are what people had to say to their trees. As I was leaving St. Mary's College today, I was struck not by a branch, but by your radiant beauty. You must get these mes- messages all the time. You're such an attractive tree. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Thank you for giving us oxygen. Thank you for being pretty. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without you to extract my carbon dioxide. I would probably be in heaven. Stay strong, stand tall amongst the crowd. You are the gift that keeps on giving. We were going to speak about wildlife, but don't have enough time and have other priorities, unfortunately. Hopefully, one day, our environment will be our priority. Are these tree simps? I don't know. Are, they, are these the creepy text trees get? This is like the reply guys yeah. for trees. <laughs> reply guys for trees. Just so ravenous. I've got more. Two, two days later, gets another email. Filthy slut. <laughs> I hope not. It's a bloody tree. <laughs> I bet you shed your leaves for all the boys. Oh, they get kind of weird like that. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I hope you like living at St. Mary's. Most of the time I like it too. I have exams coming up and I should be busy studying. You do not have exams because you are a tree. I don't think... You don't know what trees do in their spare time. <laughs> I don't think that there is much more to talk about as we don't have a lot in common. You being a tree and all. But I'm glad we're in this together. The earth? <laughs> Does this person need help? Now, this one was asking a tree for some wisdom. Um, Hi, tree. Are you worried about being affected by the Greek debt crisis? (laughs) Should Greece be allowed to stay in the European Union? What did the tree have to say about that? Mm, I don't know if the trees reply. Pro-Brexit. I don't know. Doesn't matter now. Yeah, it doesn't matter now. Hello, Weeping Myrtle. I'm sitting inside near you, and I noticed on the urban tree map you don't have many friends nearby. I think that's sad, so I want you to know I'm thinking of you. Aww. I also want to thank you for providing oxygen for us to breathe in the hustle and bustle of the city. So there's a tree map that you can go in to find what number the tree is. Okay. So obviously they've gone on the map and realized there wasn't a lot of trees around there. And no, this isn't Melbourne-wide. This isn't every tree. It's just inside the city area? I think it's in the city area, yeah. Well, it's the city of Melbourne, so I'm assuming it's... Melbourne City Council. Yeah, because otherwise that's a lot of trees. Yeah. <laughs> and that's still a lot of trees. It's still a lot of trees, but... Because um, I assume that would encompass the Parklands area, just north of the CBD? Probably, yeah. I didn't look at the map, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, another one. You deserve to be known by more than a number. I love you. <laughs> Can you still email these trees? I don't know. Do you want to send in some, do you? I'm just curious if it's still happening. Hi, tree. You are just outside my work and you make me happy. Keep growing and keep on treeing. <laughs> Got two more. One's really fucking creepy, though. <laughs> I want to lick So, on, on the urban tree map, it has, like, a color code and... Let me taste your setup. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's color coded and, it tell- and it's color coded by the health of the tree. So, if it's sick, you can tell. Oh. So, this is obviously one of those ones that's sick. Babe. I am sorry that you're so sick. Can I climb you one last time? Strip down Maybe that. That's why it's sick. Strip down that bark for me, baby. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> <sighs> Who are you and why have you done this? <laughs> this reminds me of that reply guys tweet I saw 
where the person was complaining about being sad and that creep replied back, would it make you feel better if I fucked you real hard Ugh. so you creamed on my dick? Gross. <laughs> but to a tree. So I'm going to end on one last one that um, will make you think. Hi, how are you doing? P.S. Would you consider your fingers to be your branches or your roots? Something to ponder. Hmm. <laughs> You're actually pondering it. Well, the branches would be your hair. Would they? It's at the top of the tree. I thought the hair would be the leaves. <laughs> Fuck, this podcast is going in a radical new direction. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a great story that uh, <laughs> Melbourne City set up something for, uh, you know. Trees. Tree mail. Yeah, pretty much. At treemail.com. And instead of reporting on the tree's health, they decided to uh, write them love letters. Well, they sort of work because they'll be like, you don't look too good today. And they go, oh, this tree. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm almost out of my first UDL. How did it go? It's not awful. I don't hate it. It's it's not awful and I don't hate it either. It's just not as good as I remembered. So it's a little disappointing. I was expecting them to be awful. Oh, okay. Like, well, they're not ratchet, that bad. like it's just like lemonade like and vodka, canned wine. I mean, I'd much prefer this over to the goon. To the goon, like the goon was fucking awful. I was choking that down. <laughs> this, this is, is far more drinkable. I'll give it that. Lovely in comparison. I mean, this I, is the problem with UDLs is that they don't really taste like alcohol. My problem with this is that because we got the lemon and lime one, I really want the pineapple. Um, I thought you used to be able to get like six pack that were mixed. That'd be kind of cool. You probably can maybe they're all sold out where do you choose finding it at dad murphy's yeah the only place we get them where our dad murphy's is a little bit odd though it is a bit of a weird dad both murphy's. the ones near us are odd anyhow we had to go in the freezer it was the only place i had them have on the shelf which is kind of good because otherwise I mean, it probably wouldn't got cold enough in time but yeah so i think i'll finish my next story but not before i finish this udl but my problem with it is that because it's lemon and lime i expect it that my body thinks it's a lemon lime bitters oh okay but i'm not getting that last little bit of the lemon lime bitters the bitters um <laughs> So I think that's why I'm just, it's not right. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to slam this and then but- we'll talk about more things being slammed while drinking. <laughs> oh God. Is, is this turning into Fuck Me Dead reviews bad booze? I'd be down for that. <laughs> Maybe that should be another podcast I do by myself. You can join too if you want. <laughs> well, I don't know enough about booze to uh, really. You know enough that if you put it in your mouth and you don't like it. Yeah, but I, I would be able to say, like, how much would I be able to say, I don't like it in the podcast? <laughs> I like it. End of podcast. <laughs> I think that'd be one of those things where it'd be better to do on video because you get the facial reaction. Mm, that's true. It'd have to be like a YouTube series, which they'd probably demonetize you straight away because it's alcohol and it's not kid friendly. I was about to say you get drinks to sponsor you, but not if you're giving the bad reviews. But I mean, I guess it, if it was like popular enough, you'd eventually like... Patreon it. No, like, no, people, like companies would be contacting you, probably like smaller ones, wanting mm. you to review. Because even if you give a bad review... Gets the name out there. All press is good press, as they say. I, I've always actually thought about it as a show idea for myself, just because I like trying random mysterious drinks from around the world. It's just a React channel, but I try random drinks. And I then it gets popular. I think this is a good idea. I think you should do it. And then people send me drinks from wherever country they're in. I think you should do it. I think this is a great idea. It'd be fun. But while we're on the subject of drinks. You're going to go get another one? After this story. Okay. Melbourne woman accused of driving car onto train station's pedestrian overpass. What? No credit given to any journalists. The Guardian. Guardian. So you like train stations, right? You go to them a fair bit. Well, you used to. Used to. Not so much in the old world, you know. (laughs) 
Now, what do you do where you get to a train station, but you want to be on the other side of it? Cross the tracks. How do you cross the tracks? Usually there's a pedestrian thing next to the road. But what if it's, say, Seven Hills train station where there isn't a Oh, so road? there's like a bridge that goes over? Yeah, you climb up a bridge, right. staircase, and you walk over it. Yeah. You ever thought about driving a car up there? No, because no, because that's stupid. A 21-year-old woman is to be charged with drink driving after driving her car onto a pedestrian overpass at the Kananook Railway Station How in did her car fit? Was this a really big overpass? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kananook like, Railway Station is south. It's now near Frankston. Okay, well, like, I'm thinking about like Melbourne. our local train station and the pedestrian over. A car wouldn't fit up there. We don't have one on ours, do we? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's a car wouldn't fit. How the fuck did it get up there? The the one I was most familiar with would be Seven Hills when I lived out there. You could definitely get a car up the ramp on that one. Okay. I don't know if you could turn the car into it, but if you could get a car lined up, it would definitely go up it. Okay. <laughs> Not um, that you're recommending this. It's not West a good idea. Ride is the other station I used to use a lot because I live there too. Uh, no way because it's all stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's driven her car up the ramp. This took place on Sunday the 26th of April at about 2 a.m. I looked it up was on Google. Was she drunk? Yes. Oh, Remember? this explains She's so being charged much. with drink driving. Right, okay. This yeah, explains a lot. So now. she drove her car up the bike slash wheelchair ramp side. And reports say she sat at the top for a while, perhaps wondering how she got there. Or what to do next. 21 years old. Not a P plate. I looked at the car extensively. I couldn't see it. Maybe they took them off. But Maybe. But seemed to be a full license holder. And then she proceeded to drive forward down the stairs. So she's gone up the ramp. because uh, So she hasn't even gone over the train line. It's just, it's, it's, it's a staircase, and on the other side, it's a ramp, and they meet at the middle, and then you can walk over the train station from there. Okay. And she's just driven up the ramp, sat there, and then gone down the stairs in her car. So she's a very confused young lady. The article says three flights, but I said, I looked at it on Street View. It's more 12, 14 steps, a landing, another 12, 14 steps. That's right, one flight okay. of stairs. But, okay. you know, she was in like a Honda Civic or something. Okay, okay. Not a four-wheel drive. Little little sedan. Okay. Her car got stuck at the bottom oh my of God. the stairs, which is actually where police found her. Jesus. She returned a blood alcohol of 0.158. Whew. How much? Oh, my God. That's a lot. <laughs> she had been partying hard. More than three times the limit of 0.05. I want to know what she was doing, because this is mid-lockdown. Yeah. What? She'd obviously been at a friend's house. Because there's no way you can go out. To Maybe drink. she's just snapped. Or she was like really drunk at home and she's like, fuck this quarantine. I'm going out for a drive. Fuck this shit up, out. Yeah. Well, she's probably not going to go to prison. She's getting fined. And probably lose a license. <laughs> I feel like that's something you should probably lose your license for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you'd like to look. Uh, I do want to know how she got her car up there. It doesn't look super wide. <laughs> As I said, Canook. No, Cananook Railway Station in Melbourne. Look it up. Uh, you can't see the car there, but it's on the coastal side of the train line. And yeah, uh, the car looked fucked, by the way. Um, Imagine it would be after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but I'm glad she's okay and everything and no one got hurt. They didn't this report, is fucking stupid. They didn't report any injuries. And yeah, thankfully, because it was two in the morning, there was no one on the train line. Plus like quarantine. So there's no drunk people out and about. Well, apart from her, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't drink and drive. Yeah, no, certainly don't, do don't drink and drive up and down a staircase. You don't do that either. <laughs> Jesus, 
Would you like? I would just love to know what was going through her mind as she was. (laughs) Probably not a lot. Probably the roof of the car. (laughs) That would hurt my head going down a staircase. Could I just smack on the roof? Yeah, I she's, hate pro- it. she's probably not six four like you. <laughs> I hate it when I get in the back seat of an Uber and my head touches the ceiling. Oh my god! Anyhow, I was trying to say before, would you like another UDL? I mean, I'm not finished mine, but you might as well stack me up. Double park at the bottom of a staircase. At <laughs> a train station. Oh god! I was surprised Aussies don't call these udders or something. I mean, UDLs is already pretty short. Double. Uh, you want to get a six-pack of Adelos? Yeah, you're right, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry, people. So sorry. This episode, not brought to you by UDL. We are really giving them a free advertisement here. A lot better than Top Company Goon. Yeah, we didn't give them a good review at all. <laughs> okay, are you ready for my second story? Because it's a fucking downer. We just had all that frivolity. I'm bringing it right down. <sighs> Welcome to the mid-episode doldrums. <laughs> okay, so I'm. This is my trigger warning, and it is in really big red flashing lights. This is this is horrible. If you're sensitive to um, sexual assault or domestic violence, I suggest you don't listen to this. I will put a timestamp to where you can skip to, if you would like, um, because. This is, a, this is a really bad story. I'm not even going to put in all the details because I actually physically felt sick reading them. But the details I do put in are just as bad, really. So just prepare yourselves. And if you need to, skip ahead. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Ba, 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 ba. Y'all ready for this? Look, it was that or my epilepsy joke, but you, I didn't cut it in time to get it out. So. Uh, okay, all right. Well, let's let, <laughs> let's just let's just go get this out and uh, move on. Just flop it on out there. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of long, but let's just get it out, shall we? So, back in July of 2017, <laughs> are you okay? It just reminded me of the video of the snake that ate the towel. Oh my god! It's long. Let's get it out. And <laughs> look it up. There's a video on TikTok or something. Yeah, Twitter. No. I'm pretty sure that we Pet actually snake. retweeted it at the time. <laughs> Probably. So, Pet Snake ate a towel, got stuck. Um, they got it out of him. Snake seems okay, but it's pretty funny, but also kind of squeamish. Yeah, like they're pulling the snake, they're pulling it the towel. Feel great it looks to weird. Watch it. It's like a, it's like a little Russian doll, but yeah, snakes. it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's just get this. Let's get it over and done with. Back in July of uh, 2017, police received an anonymous phone call by a panicked man in regards to an injured woman in Bolombia, which I had a look. Do you know where that is? It's ringing a bell. It's right near Brisbane. From the map, it feels like it would be like Newtown distance from the city. It's very close. Okay. So when the police attended the home, what they found was a woman who was so badly injured and smelt of decay that the officers thought she was dead until she moaned. I, I hate to think about what state she must have been in for them to genuinely think she was dead before they just assumed that she was dead. It's really bad. She had been held captive by Nicholas John Crilly, who was believed to have been her boyfriend at the time, for 23 days where he had tortured and abused her daily. When the police found her, her skin was purple and smelt of decaying flesh. Her eyes were swollen shut. Her lips were drawn back and discolored, as well as the left side of her face was missing all of its skin. What the fuck? It gets worse. Just going to warn you guys. I'm going to list some of the things that this poor woman had to endure. Like I said, I didn't put all the details in here. I'm not going to list them all. 
because they're truly so awful. But if you're curious as to about what else happened, um, I'm going to leave all my credits in the show notes. Go look at your own risk. I like, yeah, I did. I, I felt physically sick reading it. Like it was that bad. And so just keep in mind the list that I'm about to give you, not the worst of it. Great. Lovely. Just uh, real pleasant. I'm going to fuck me dead. You'll feel good podcast of the week. Well, it's fuck me dead. It's not feel good. <laughs> um, so she had multiple broken bones, internal injuries, deep lacerations, and some of those wounds were so f- severely infected, they were <sighs> rancid and infested with maggots. I was wondering how they were smelling the decay. Yeah. So parts of her flesh were literally So parts dying. of her flesh were decaying. Ugh. That's why she smelt of death. She was stuck to the mattress by dried blood and fluid loss. Ugh. She had extensive burns up to 46% of her body. He often threw hot water on her from a boiling kettle and repeatedly burned her with cigarettes. Oh, I've been burned by cigarettes. Not pleasant. Oh, compared to everything else she was going through, it's probably quite easy. Actually, but... yeah, probably the least of what she was going through at the time. Oh, um, it's 23 days. 23 days. She's lucky that she lived. She had chemical burns in her throat. So he had obviously poured something down at some point. And the last thing I'm going to list is a hole in the side of her head that he had made with a screwdriver. These injuries are just, you know, aside from the normal beating, raping, etc. The only person I know who took a screwdriver to the side of the head, it killed him. So, Considering the amount of things that she went through and the amount of injuries that she had, she's probably very lucky to have lived through it. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but at least she came out with it in the end still with her life and that he didn't murder her. That's a lot of... It's going to take a long time to recover more beyond oh, the physical. Like, but I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say that she's she's all good now that she's been rescued. Obviously not, because she's going to live with this for the rest of her life. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just so awful. Like some of the stuff I left out as well. Like, it was also heard in court that he videoed some of these attacks and took photos of her injuries and then sent them to friends on Facebook. Top dude. I mean, the other side of that is like, obviously, also what a fucking piece of shit human being. But people knew. People knew what he was doing. And no one did anything about it. Like, that to me is, like, so disturbing. You would think, I mean, I I would like to think that if I was sent something like that by somebody, that I'd be calling the cops straight a fucking way. Unless they were scared, I guess. But also think about things such as that case in Canberra, where that woman was saying for months that she was going to overdose her boyfriend and kill him. Yeah. And kept having parties where everyone would turn up. And they'd only go because they wanted to see if she'd do it. We might do that one eventually because that one is a fucking crazy story as well. Mm. But I kind of get that one. I don't know. When I was like a lot younger, like a teenager, very early 20s, I definitely had friends that threatened to commit suicide all the time. Yeah. But we're clearly never going to do it. I suppose that is different to them sending you pictures of the... Yeah. So I think it got more to like, with that case, I think it got more to the point of people just didn't believe her. Yeah. It was like, you've said this so many times, you didn't That's do it, you're not going to do it. That's why I'm wondering, the people he was sending these pictures to, were they into it? Like, were they... Well, yeah, it, you know, it doesn't they a little really go into detail about that, whether, like, maybe they were involved. Alone time with themselves in the pictures? Ugh. Uh, I hope that's not the case, but who knows, really. It's like, um, what was that guy's name? Peter something. The one that moved to... The Australian guy that moved to the Philippines and started, like, a snuff film business. Ugh. Like, what's murdering that? children. And people would pay him. No, he's probably not the only one. Yeah. So disgusting. Anyway, I hope it was more like he was just sending it to his friends because he thought it was funny or something. That those friends didn't do anything? Yeah, I think that's a bit that just really gets me is that people clearly, and had proof, 
It wasn't like he just said it. He had photos, had proof, and did nothing. That just disturbs me so much. The woman was put in an induced coma and spent eight weeks in hospital recovering, had to learn to eat, speak, and walk again. She has disfiguring scarring and still suffers from PTSD, um, and her life is... I mean, her life's never going to be the same. I don't like how they're still suffering from PTSD. Like, it's just something you get over. Yeah, you know, you have it for a couple of months, and then you just, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, of, isn't it one of those things that never really leaves you? Yes. <laughs> like real PTSD, not the shit people on Tumblr go on about. No, like PTSD is something that you, like, you might be able to manage the symptoms of PTSD, but you could still get triggered. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, like her, her life is never going to be the same. I mean, I said that she's lucky to have her life, and I think I still think that's true. I think that she's still lucky to have lived, but, I mean, she's never going to be the same. Even if you just take into account something really simple, like, she has burn scarring. Like, she's never going to look the same. Yeah, there's only so much plastic surgery can still do for that, unfortunately. Yeah, so, like, it's just, it's an all-around really shitty situation. It's, like, so underplaying it, but I don't know how else to, like, really say it. It turned out that the anonymous caller was him in the end. So I think that he had panicked and thought that he'd killed her. Mm. But I, I still don't really have, well, I, I really don't have a reason dead. why he made the anonymous call. Like if he thought that he'd killed her, why would you, I guess it was just in a moment of panic where he didn't know what he was meant to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, so he made the call and instead of owning up to what he did, the coward decided that he was going to run from the cops. So he'd fulfilled his duty as a human being, I guess, and called the cops to go get her. But then what he did is uh, he's also been charged with a number of driving offenses because he led police on a high-speed chase, which is what led to his arrest. What year was this? 2017. I think I remember the chase, because they don't happen a lot here in Australia. No, they don't. But um, he abandoned his car at one point, threw an elderly lady out of her vehicle, stole it, and then rammed police vehicles. What do you think of, like, a Grand Theft Auto wanted star rating or something? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> obviously a quality did, guy. Does, did he say why he did it? No. The whole thing is that apparently it ended a month-long methamphetamine-induced delusional state where he falsely believed the woman had been part of a drive-by shooting that targeted him. That was his reason. Sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The reason that it had come up in the media again recently, which is I read it last week, um, is that his sentencing hearing has finally happened. And she gets to do the same to him? <laughs> that really would be a justice, wouldn't it? So usually I feel like when I tell these stories, we all like start to feel really angry about the justice system and like yeah fuck 20 kids well that'll be 12 bucks in a can of coke well yeah usually they give out really like what can be considered really lenient sentences for this kind of stuff yeah i I feel a lot of these things come back from the laws haven't been updated to reflect the life expectancy yeah probably of a person i feel that's probably what it is 100 years ago 25 years yeah okay that probably was the rest of your life yeah. If I went to prison now for 25 years, I'd still come out in my early, what, 50s? Yeah. That's probably only half my life. Yeah, And exactly. only a quarter of that was in prison. Okay, I missed out on some, like, 30s and 40s, which are probably really good decades I mean, the last live, story but... that I told like this, he got less jail time than the time he kept her. Mm. Which is fucked. So she had to serve more time than he did. However, you're not going to get that feeling with this case. You're going you're gonna to really feel kind of good about the outcome. Excellent. He has been handed seven life sentences after he was charged with 54 offences. We're kind of cool in the future when we can 
extend life indefinitely, make ourselves amortal, because then they can live out those life, seven life sentences. Yeah. <laughs> and then they turn off that bit and they just fade away. <laughs> <laughs> so Anyhow. I hope that gives you like a really feel good feeling mm. um, that he really got what was coming. Like, honestly, I don't understand guys like this that do this stuff. Like, how much of a piece of shit human being do you have to be She'd to think this is a good idea? She slept with another man 12 years before she met me. <sighs> but yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up this story with a statement from the judge, um, Anthony Rafter, who said, For a period of 23 days, you engaged in systematic acts of degradation. Degradation is right. Yeah, degradation. Um, you engaged in systematic acts of degradation and torture. You took pleasure in the infliction of pain. The victim's life will never be the same, yet despite the terrible ordeal she has suffered, she displays courage, dignity, and resilience. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to finish it because I would have to assume there wasn't a lot of details about the court case because most court cases like this aren't open to the public in Australia, that she was probably their star witness and probably had to give testimony against him. And I cannot imagine like how hard that would have been. Can you imagine being that woman having to be in a court, probably having him sit there and watch you do it? I can't imagine what she's been through and I hope that things get better for her. And I hope that that sentence gave her some, what's the word I'm looking for? Closure? Yeah. Relief? Yeah. Hope? Because I mean... That stinking water cash somehow? <laughs> I hope so. Surely she'd have to get some kind of compensation. She's been injured. Hey, at least she lives life. in a country where she won't have to fit the medical bill for saving her yeah, life. I mean, that's true. Yeah, imagine that like, if it happened in uh, other countries where you don't have a public health system. I have a feeling, though, in that case, there would probably be like a GoFundMe. Indiegogo. It shouldn't have to be, though. It shouldn't have to be, but. Because <laughs> you know why? We already have that. It's called the public health system. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly how it fucking works. It's... <laughs> I saw an article once where they were encouraging. They're like, yeah, more people should just use Indiegogo and stuff to pay for the medical bills. That's the public health system. Yeah, exactly. You're just going through a third party to do it. <laughs> it's fine. Anyhow. But yeah, really sorry to, to bring us down there, but I hope at the end it brought you back up a bit. I just thought it was a crazy story, and I'm, I'm glad that she survived it. Hmm. Well, I don't think my next story is going to make you happy, but it might make you a little bit but It's angry. not going to be that bad? <laughs> chuckle. Because I was just mentioning some stupid shit from America. Right, okay. This is another thing that has its origins in America, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Driver who declared independence from society loses legal battle over unpaid parking fine. Oh my god, is this these like those people who think that they're not really a citizen or whatever the fuck it is? Catherine Birmingham, ABC News. This... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> they pop really well. They do. No other cans that satisfying. Yeah, so I, I've showed you videos before on the people you're trying to remember here called, they call themselves sovereign citizens. That's it. I don't know if they go by that term here in Australia. The gentleman in question refers to himself as a free spirit man. Oh, But okay. it sounds like it's essentially the same thing. Okay. So, as I've written here, I've shown you before videos in the past of so-called sovereign citizens being absolute twats. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get really angry, just Google sovereign citizen into, sorry, YouTube. Go on YouTube. Type in Sovereign Citizen, and you'll find dozens of compilations of things like Sovereign Citizens get owned by police. and <laughs> It's satisfying, but it's so frustrating at the same time. I've, I've watched them. It's the visual equivalent of trying to have an argument with an anti-vaxxer, I suppose, and they just refuse to accept reality. You know what reality? it is? It's like having an argument with a child who doesn't understand logic or consequence. Yeah. And it's very frustrating to watch, and I really feel for those cops because obviously they can't, like just outright detain them 
they have to go through the conversation first. And I'm just like, how are you dealing with this? <laughs> yeah, I feel American police seem to have a very bad reputation from their own people. Hmm. But uh, if you want to see some outstanding police officers in America, go look at the ones who deal with these sovereign citizens. Patience of a saint. Yeah. Guys. Holy <laughs> shit. I looked into it a few years back when I just learned what these people are. And we're going like six, seven years ago when I first learned about sovereign citizens. I even looked up the part of whatever law or constitution, whatever the document is that they read. And I read it that someone's misread it. It doesn't say at all what they think it does. Um, but essentially they've misread this law or this, this little section of whatever this, I can't remember what it was. It was like a constitutional thing or a bill or an amendment. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't care because these people are fucking stupid. But they believe that they're not subject to society's laws and its rules, but they're still allowed to protected live yeah. by all of its um, all of the rights. Right. Okay. Which is weird to me, because one, how can you claim to not be part of society, but you still got all the benefits? You it just really don't have to obey like the rules. Pick, picking and choosing what you like, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, self-declared free spirit man Timothy Noel Rossiter, uh, he was issued a parking fine for exceeding a 30-minute time limit on a car park in the CBD of Adelaide in April 2019. Okay. So it's been a year-long ordeal for oh my the God. government in Adelaide. What was the fine? Like 100 bucks or something? It's Just a parking fine. It. They're not that much. Yeah. I've never actually gotten a parking fine. Me either, because I don't have a car. But um, um, <laughs> maybe then. It's not a parking fine. No, it's an infringement notice, because I didn't realise... Where I was parking counters and nature strips. Now I owe the council $99. Would that amount of money be worth the legal battle of a year? <laughs> I think He not. believes it is because he's okay. fucking stupid. Now he claims that because he had a sign on his car stating, Notice, private property, no trespassing. The parking inspector, he did not have permission to put the fine on his vehicle. I don't think it works that way. It does, okay? Because he's a free spirit Oh, man. I'm so sorry. All right? He doesn't have to listen to your laws, and he's protected and gets all the benefits. He's probably on fucking Centrelink, I bet. Okay, but like, okay, your car still is private property when they give you a fine, but it's on public land. Yeah. No. That, no. No? No, he's a sovereign citizen. Okay, I'm sorry. That land doesn't apply to him. Okay? Okay? Do you, okay, do you I'm fucking so get it? I, oh, I, I'd love to know if this fucker is getting like government money if he's on Centrelink or something or because if you are fuck you because (laughs) hang on you're not a part of the system so you're not allowed that money you big okay the case went all the way to the South Australia Supreme Court are you serious how did this not get thrown out straight away just to be clear that's the court with pepperoni sausage bell peppers onions and olives oh definitely definitely in a year-long legal battle Justice Mark Livesey handed down his judgment saying The case involved legal nonsense and an unnecessary waste of scarce public and judicial resources. Yes, I agree. Good on you, Timmy. You really just... I guess he doesn't care. No. Because that's not his government. That's not... He probably doesn't pay taxes. Because why would he? I mean, the thing is, right... But he should, because he he still gets the benefit of those taxes. Well, I'm just like... Because that's his right to them. Couldn't he then say, well, he's not going to pay it? What happens then? He eventually goes to jail for non-payment Well, he, that's what he was doing. That's why he took it to court. Right. Which okay. is weird because how could he take it to court if he's not a citizen? Yeah. Timmy, have you thought this through? <laughs> so Timmy challenged the fine using a letter he wrote to the... I'm calling him Timmy because he's a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking like a young child 
who got left in the wilderness <laughs> for three years, and he's now six years old, and they've just found him. Because um, a six-year-old could probably understand. A four-year-old probably understands, you know, how this fucking shit works. <laughs> Fuck, I hate these people so much. <laughs> oh, lordy. Apparently, in 2012, he sent the government of Adelaide, just the Adelaide government, okay. a letter saying he's n- that he doesn't give consent to be governed by them anymore. Yeah, I don't think it works that way, buddy. Claiming, I don't know if he said this in the letter or if he said this in court. It's not very clear. Quote, my truth and law exists inside of me. Sorry. My truth and law exists inside of me. If anyone does revoke or deny consent, they exist free of government control and statutory restraints. Yeah, it really doesn't work that way. Sorry, Timmy. There is no no means no when it comes to whether or not you're part of a government yeah. legal system, all right? <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want that, you've got to go live on a private island somewhere. Justice Livesey says there was no evidence that this letter was ever even sent. Oh, my God. So he just thought it and thought that that was enough. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, the post office isn't owned by the government in Australia anymore. But maybe, because I was going to argue, maybe he couldn't send it because he doesn't, he doesn't belong. <laughs> no, no, his post is a private company. No, actually, that's a benefit. So he'd Bono use that. Right, okay. He probably, right. Yeah, because he still gets those. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, Timmy. I hate you so much. <laughs> God. <sighs> Where was I? I don't know, but you're getting really passionate about this one. Justice Livesey, Livesey, I don't, L-I-V-E-S-E-Y, I don't know, I really meant to say it, also notes, this is a real kicker for me for what an absolute bullshit these people are, Mr. Rossiter, attempt to disengage from society, his letter sought to preserve his rights to police protection and free education. So one, he probably doesn't pay taxes because that would be paying to a government he doesn't consent to, but he still wants the free education provided by those taxes. Oh, of course. Timmy, if I ever find you out, you're on the welfare. <laughs> What are you oh, going to do? Are you going to yell about it on your podcast? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Hello, I'm the next Alan Jones. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Alan Jones would probably be a free citizen if he had the chance. Surprised he hasn't thought of it yet. He's got too much money mm. to worry about it. That's true. So the Kate initially did go to the magistrate's court, you know, a lower level court because it's a fucking parking fine. Yes. Right? Uh, and then rather than submitting a plea, he apparently just turned up in court and said, I am man. Sure. I believe you. Uh, he was then found guilty and fined 1700 Australian dollars. <laughs> now, like I said, I've never had a parking fine, but I can't imagine a parking fine for infringing a 30-minute time limit is a whole lot. No, I wouldn't think so. Definitely not $1,000 anyway. Certainly not $1,700. Uh, Timmy didn't like this because uh, you can't do that. Those laws don't apply to him. Okay. Uh, so he managed to get it to the Supreme Court. The uh, Supreme Court dismissed it, fined him a further $680. <laughs> The discru- the discrub- <laughs> the judge described the case as without merit. Shit, really? And based on various pseudo-legal arguments and advised Timmy to stop acting on the advice of others if he was doing so. Because someone had to tell him about this sovereign citizen free spirit. I would think so, yeah. Fucking bullshit. Timmy, even if you truly believe in all this bullshit, you really should have just paid the parking fine. Because it can't have been that much. Because he still, one, he still owns it. Yeah, plus more. On top of that, he's now received $2,380 in additional fines. <laughs> and he's wasted a year of the government's oh my time. God. Yeah, I really feel like it probably would have been less trouble to just pay the fine. But they can't do that. You've seen these people. I know, I know. Where, remember the but one I mean, like, eventually he's going to get thrown in jail. She refuses the other car. And then he, she finally, he's like, she's demanding that the police officer calls 
his supervisor to come down and the supervisor will be like, oh no, yeah, she's a free citizen. She, we can't arrest her. And I don't know where these people get this stuff from. And then he finally gets her out of the car and he puts handcuffs on her because she's under arrest for disobeying police. Mm-hmm. And she's just screaming, you're raping me. I don't give consent. Do you even know what rape is, lady? Yeah. Because <laughs> that definitely wasn't it. Yeah, so I hate anti-vaxxers, but probably not as much as I hate sovereign citizens. <laughs> if they um, were, if they rejected it all, I'd probably be a little bit more okay. But because but they, they still want all the protections and the benefits and the nice stuff, fuck you, sovereign citizens. <laughs> what a crock of shit. You're clearly, look, you're fucking stupid, okay? You just... I think the thing is, like, for me, I'm not as angry about them because they're just going to put themselves in really shitty and stupid situations like this. I know, but they're wasting everyone's time they and are. money and effort. But, the, like, they're just hurting themselves. But it's not even funny to watch. It's so frustrating. No, you just want to slap them and it's like, you stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> just because your reading comprehension is not good doesn't mean you're <laughs> above the law, but still protected this by is it. It's reminding me of that Family Guy skit. Where they're talking about is it the, the Second Amendment? Where he's like, "Yeah, everyone has the right to bear arms," and then it pans <laughs> to bear arms on the wall. Yeah, everyone's yeah. allowed a set of bear arms above the fireplace. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I love how like Second Amendment people who like fuck their guns at night because they're so into, they'll probably get fucked by their guns at night. Really, let's be honest. Uh, so you can't change it. It's in the Constitution. It's, it's an, an amendment. amendment. <laughs> wasn't even in it originally <laughs> look let's let's not go down that path <laughs> i also love it when people here try to claim the freedom of speech so that's not even that's we don't have it in our constitution it's not in this country you literally do not have freedom of speech in australia so you can claim it all you like but it's not in our constitution <laughs> you kind of do but look in saying that like it's not one of those things that's like really enforced you're pretty free you to can say what you pretty like much here. say whatever you want um but, but as you, soon as like you someone- do Get in trouble for certain things, as yeah. you rightly should, because you're well, you're free to say that shit, but you can't expect there to be no consequences. Exactly, but yeah, you you can't you can't claim freedom of speech here. Like this is dumb. Some people think they can though, because yeah. <laughs> they got raised by American TV shows. Yeah, well, I guess it is one of those things that you hear all the time, so you think it must apply to you, kind of thing. Anyway, mm. talking about bear arms. Oh, I am. Um, I've decided to do something a little bit different and talk to you about. Bear arms? <laughs> An urban legend. The drop bear. Uh, They've got arms. <laughs> how else are they going to get those fucking trees? This ain't a legend. These are real. A very real creature that lives in Australia, obviously. Mm. And I think that you couldn't find an Australian who doesn't know what a drop bear is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about drop bears before I go into the origin. Do you like koalas? So drop bears are a large ab- arboreal? Hey, Bora, we mentioned this hey, last Bora. week on the podcast. We did, the and I still section. couldn't remember how to pronounce it. They live in trees. <laughs> they live in trees. Arboreal. And they're a predatory marsupial that's likely related to the koala mm. that drops in on its prey. So usually, like, you want to, like, keep it's, an eye on the branches it's above. It's more like hmm? Satan's koala. Yeah, pretty much. It's about the size of a large dog and is heavily built with powerful forearms and broad, powerful premolars. I don't know what a premolar is. I think it's, it's teeth. teeth. Just before the molar? Isn't that like your canine teeth? No. I don't know. No, I'm not a dentist. Me either, but that's what they got. Now, now, drop bears 
they are like it's not a big cat kind of thing you know we know they're out there yeah no there's there's, too, there's too, too many, many reports. reports they're they're real they're out there so stories suggest that medium to large species of mammal make up the animal's diet and they hunt by ambushing ground dwelling animals from above so literally dropping from a tree onto their prey it's not like magpies where you don't have to worry about them certain parts of the year I actually have a story bookmarked about someone who died from magpies. But you don't have to worry about magpies for two months of the year. That's true. That is what I'm saying. Drop bears are all year round. Are drop bears a danger to humans? They are, but they're not deadly. Stories suggest that people who have been dropped on by drop bears, their injuries aren't fatal and they're mostly just laceration and bites. So there's a few things that you can do. It's been suggested that if you're out bushwalking, you can put Vegemite or toothpaste behind your ears. Apparently, they don't like that. Or another one I read was you can put forks in your hair. Because I guess when they drop on you, they get injured. Very similar to uh, the magpie defense of for cyclists of putting uh, zip ties on your helmet. Yeah, cable ties on your helmet. But there's no real conclusive evidence that any of that works. You can just try it out. and. I will say the toothpaste behind your ear is a lot easier to apply from personal experience. Because uh, yeah. the, the tube makes it a lot easier than having to spread it with you know, the finger or a butter knife. I mean, yeah, that's the thing that makes it difficult, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also being a bit bolder, like me, because then it doesn't get in your hair as much. That's true. That's true. Okay, look, all jokes aside, clearly drop bears aren't real. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would think that if you've been on the internet for any period of time, no matter where you are from the world, you know that this is a myth. They're not real. Um- <laughs> the only true thing about Australian people is they will fuck with you on purpose. Oh, absolutely. That's one of our favorite pastimes. And definitely Kiwis will certainly go along with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as much shit as we give each other, we are very... <laughs> Look, you know, I think there is a like little bit of rivalry between Australia and New Zealand, but we don't hate each other. Yeah, Australia and New Zealand is America, Canada. Where but like, Australia is America, it. New Zealand's Canada. You know the better one. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, or if you want, uh, probably I feel a more even correct analogy, England and Wales. Because both the Welsh mm. and my own people, we love fucking sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking get, hell. You gotta get a male one because the horns really help. Oh you my get- god. Okay. I'm moving straight on from this. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. This is not my notes. This is just a story. I remember one of the friends I had in China, she knew about that. Mm. The whole fucking sheep thing. And she's like, oh, you gotta get a male one for the horns. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Sarah, that's how it is. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just going to tell you the story. Every time she ran into me at the pool game. Oh my God. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just going to tell you the story really quick just to, you know, really drive home the fact that Australians do just want to fuck with the rest of the world. There was a Reddit thread, this was years ago, where a guy had completely convinced people that there was a secret war happening in Australia and it was the South versus the North. (laughs) And there was an emperor in the North that was like evil, like an evil dictator. And everyone else was trying to overthrow him. He had fully convinced people of this. Fucking Emperor Darwin. <laughs> I, don't never, know. I haven't heard never, this story. Never fucking happened. Look it up. It's it's funny. The um, only war that happened here was the Emu War. <laughs> but yeah, like he like <laughs> it's kind of funny how much people actually believed that this was like a full conspiracy that the world was covering up. And like it was just it was it was gold. gold. Never mind the fact that people think Australia isn't even real. Exactly. So We are paid actors, actually. It's obviously. <laughs> I, so, you know, drop bears, they're a myth, they're an urban legend, but I found this post when I googled drop bears and I need to share it with you because fuck, it's funny. Do you have the origin of the drop bear though? I do, that's what I'm going to say next. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) 
It was a post that was made six years ago by someone who lived in Texas. I'm just going to read it out for you verbatim because, oh my God, it's funny. Hi there. I am really worried about drop bears. I have done my research on spiders and jellyfish, but how do I avoid drop bears? Will they come into my hotel room? I want to go to the Blue Mountains and he said the Grand. It's a great ocean drive, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Will there be drop bears there? It's really hard to find how dangerous they are. The poor guy really seemed very, very concerned about the drop bear. Poor Texas man. Yeah. <laughs> Cousin to Florida man. <laughs> I love Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, I think everyone, every Aussie or anyone that's lived here for a long time tries this story on every tourist or someone from overseas that they find. Mm. So I would go as far to say that I think this is like the biggest and most well-known urban legend in Australia. Everyone knows mm. it. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who didn't. Yeah, okay. I won't argue on that one. You would argue? No, I won't. The joke goes so far that when I Google drop bears, there are city councils that have info sections on their websites about drop bears. <laughs> <laughs> this really like, is like the Wizard of New Zealand out of hand. Like, this is how far people will go to perpetuate this idea that there's this deadly koala-like beast out there. It <laughs> doesn't fucking exist. I don't think... You haven't seen it. I'm fairly certain on the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Australia. There's mm. like a sinister koala briefly in that. So that probably didn't help. Probably didn't. Because I do feel that episode of The Simpsons has educated a lot of people on what Australia is like. Mm. Um, they were worried it wouldn't be received very well here when, they, when it was aired. <laughs> and it turns... it's. I think it's a lot of people's probably favorite episode to live in Australia. It's a great episode. I think the thing is about Australians is that we're not very easily offended and we actually like poking fun at ourselves. So I don't... I would say the same is fairly true of Kiwis. Yeah. Like, I I don't think there was really, like, much danger of people being super offended. But obviously because they're Americans, they probably haven't actually been here. They weren't sure what the culture's like. Yeah, that's true. It is interesting how similar and how different we are. Do you remember... The first time that you were told about a drop bear? Yes. Regale us. So my first encounter with drop bears um, came in an email we received. And I want to say this was early 2000s. Okay. I think it was described as something along the lines of a fed up flight center or something along those lines of employee. He worked for a travel company Mm -hmm. who kept getting dumb questions about Australia and his funny responses to them. And he came up with the myth of the drop bear in response to a person, a tourist's question. That is the origin story of the drop bear I know in the first time I heard about them. So you're obviously too old to actually be afraid. Well, I knew it was dumb because I'd been to Australia. Right. For starters, <laughs> but I would have been eight, nine. Oh, okay. So really not actually that old. No. Okay. Well, the first time that I was told about a drop bear, I completely bought it hook, line and sinker. Oh. Because <laughs> it was at year four or five camp. And it like the camp counselors or whatever they're called in Australia, I actually can't remember. Told us to like camp s- traumatizers to, to stay in at night so we didn't get attacked by oh, drop bears. Okay. And I fucking bought it. So I was what, terrified. What I probably saw then was an actual Australian. I don't know if these emails were real or not, but they obviously they just took the drop bear myth that they already knew and yeah. sent it to tourists. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> So no, I totally bought it. I was fucking petrified. When we were going bushwalking this afternoon today, I was still looking up in those trees thinking, any moment now, it could be the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was about 10, 10 or so at the time, and I'd never heard it before. So I didn't know it was made up. 
And I'm pretty sure most of like my schoolmates thought the same. So thanks for terrorizing me in camp. Hey, they got to get this council's got to get themselves on the job somehow, right? <laughs> right, I guess so. So, okay, what I actually initially Googled was where the fuck does it come from? Mm. Who thought it up? Why is it a thing? This is what I found. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but I'm just giving it a go anyway. I found out that it might be based off an actual creature that existed in Australia at some point. Oh. The Thylacoelio carnifex. Probably butchered that. I'm sorry. It was more affectionately known as a marsupial lion. Okay, I have heard of that. Its skull was a modified version of a koala or wombats with cleaver-like shearing teeth at the cheek instead of grinders. Um, and even though it was known as a marsupial lion, it was actually closer to a carnivorous koala than it was a pouched cat. I, I've just Googled Drop Bear, and the first website that comes up at the very top of Google's web search is the muse- australianmuseum.net.au. And it's info on Drop Bears. I literally used it for this. They've got a habitat range. They've got a scientific <laughs> name of Thylactos plumatus. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> I think we've mentioned Drop Bears on the show before. Probably have in passing. When we spoke about most recently the most famous drop bear scare when that Scottish oh reporter. Oh my God, that Scottish journalist, that poor woman, <laughs> totally bought it as well. And they had her in all that paintball gear yeah. and they handed her the drop bear and she was terrified. Um, it was I only remembered it because when I Googled drop bear, her face turned up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We um, they did traumatize that poor Scottish. Oh my woman. god! <laughs> look, look up that video. We might try and retweet it because holy fuck, that poor woman. She totally bought that these guys are about to hand her a drop bear. It was just a koala, and I'm going to say it was a really tired koala at that. I think it'd been rescued from a bushfire. Yeah, like it. It was not moving much at all. And then like the guys that are on the sidelines going, oh, oh, looks like it's about to go. Hang on, wait, let me take it off you. And she was fucking petrified. Yeah, if you just Google <laughs> Scottish reporter drop bear, it'll we'll come up. It at some point. Um, the Sun has an article, has yeah. a video on it. Seven News Australia's got a video on it. It'll be all <gasps> on YouTube. No, not hard to find. Hilarious. Back to the origin. It's also been found that its paws would have had, would have been just as useful for climbing trees as it was grappling with large prey that would have been alive at the time. Because you've got to think, this is a long time ago, probably would have been like, um, what's the word? S- superfauna? Megafauna. Megafauna. Knew it was something like that. Uh, some crazy big megafauna in Australia. Like yeah, ginormous like, wombats. Honestly, yeah. Look it up because and we ground. had fucking crazy I don't know if there's ground sloths here. There certainly was in South America. So it went... Finally, they died out about the same time the Aboriginal people first arrived in Australia. I mean, megafauna and... Indigenous Australians would have lived here at the same time. So when you think about like the crazy cave paintings that we find of these massive creatures, probably would have been true at the time. The evidence suggests that the Aboriginal people would have hunted and eaten them much like yeah. Siberian people hunt and ate mammoths. Yeah, exactly. Because so, these creatures would have had no fear of anything because they were ginormous. It's kind of funny because I... I, I Australia was... N- people are really terrified of Australian creatures, but there's not a lot of large terrifying creatures here. mm we don't have bears or mountain lions. The worst or... we have is saltwater crocodiles. I mean, they're huge, but that's the biggest that yeah. you really I, I don't, like, Ameri- Apart from like a shark or something. Americans and other people, like people from Africa come here and they're like, fuck man, this country's dangerous. Like, you have lions <laughs> living in your backyard. You have fucking hippos. In California, you go up in the hills of the Hollywood sign and there's mountain lions. <laughs> yeah. You're scared? The fucking Australian creatures? I mean, the thing is, right? Yeah, hippopotamus. 
You get you get mauled by a mountain lion. That's going to be a much slower, more painful death than being bit by an eastern brown. <laughs> you get bit by an eastern brown. You just go you to the hospital. You are dead in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you can get to the hospital in well, time yeah. and they give you the antivenom. You're fucking fine. You get yeah. mauled by a lion. Yeah, You've been no. mauled by a lion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. We're really getting off topic I, I, today. Um, so yeah, Polar bears. Grizzly bears. I mean, the worst part about that is, okay, yes, you've got, like, funnel webs and eastern brown snakes and, like, all these really... Like, oh, they'll kill you dead. They'll, they'll kill you dead. But if you're in the they city... They don't come into my backyard. Oh. Yeah. Not here, anyway. It's not like having a thousand kilogram, ginormous, three meter tall white bear stroll into my yard and try to break into my house and play the piano. But what I am saying is that if you're a tourist in Sydney, you you're not going to see one. No. <laughs> Except for that Asian tourist who picked up a blue ring octopus. Okay, don't go in the harbour. Look at the rock pools. Don't touch. I would think that you would, if you, like, think in Australia, deadly animals, you would think to not touch things, but whatever. Maybe he's from a country that's full of bears and shit, so he wasn't worried. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, sorry. So, the marsupial lion... Sorry, there's probably someone on the other end of this podcast listening, like, you don't have to worry about bears, they're fine. Don't fucking... Yeah, probably. And we're going, you don't have to worry about funnel webs either, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's what, it's what you're used to, right? So you know how to yeah. deal with it. You know how to avoid it. Yeah. Okay, so the marsupial lion would have went extinct about 50,000 years ago, which means that humans would have been here. I thought Australian Aboriginals only got here about 40,000 years ago. But to, okay, you're probably not far off because that's probably just as far as we have evidence for them being here. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So, th- like, humans would have encountered Also, that's them. only when the fossil record last shows them. Exactly. Doesn't mean they died that time, so. All right, I will accept your claim. <laughs> Well, the, what I, the article I read um, in National Geographic did say that they would have lived at the same time yeah. here in Australia. I, I believe National Geographic. <laughs> so, right, I've, I've, told, I've told you all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's no conclusive link between that story and the drop bear. <laughs> so they found, they found a creature that could possibly fit the description of a drop bear, but they can't tell you for sure that that's where the drop, de- drop, drop bear myth comes from. There's no conclusive link. It Logic would... to me says it was probably passed down. And it might not have been the drop bear myth that we know today. But it's probably merged and been recreated over time. So you're saying we don't even know? We don't even know. I don't have an answer for you. Drop bear origin. You're going to get the same articles I did. Probably. <laughs> What does Wikipedia say about it? I didn't read Wikipedia, I will be honest. <laughs> Blames the Australian Museum for uh, popularising and spreading the myth. But they got the myth from somewhere, they didn't create it. <laughs> One of the articles I read basically said that the drop bear is Australia's vampire. Australia. In Not that <laughs> it drank blood, but that it's a similar like myth of infamy. Like Everyone knows it. It's a story that goes back as far as you can think of, and no one really knows where it came from. And, like, you know, they have evidence of this lion that was kind of similar, looked kind of similar, acted kind of similar, but not exactly. But, you know, we don't have proof that it came from that. There's nothing to say that it did. I think that it probably did. Yeah, well, even this article says um, the most popular is a long persisting Australian native memory of encounters with that. Really long word that's hard to say. Thylacolio carnifex. The thing is, like, they say there's no conclusive link, but Indigenous Australians, all of their records were not written down. No. They were all word of mouth. So there's nothing to say that it hasn't been passed on somehow, but there's nothing to say that it has either. (laughs) 
Yes, you know, the real Australian vampire is the Yaramayahu. I don't know what that is. The Yaramayahu, legendary creature found in Australian Aboriginal mythology. No, I don't know what that is. It resembles a frog-like man with red skin, a very big head, and a large mouth with no teeth, and suckers on the ends of its hand and feet. They live in fig trees. Okay. It's got a great name. It's just fun to say. Yaramayahu. <laughs> so, I mean... I don't have a real answer for you. I just thought it was a fun topic to talk about. And it was kind of fun to look into to see where people think it comes from. Mm. But I don't have a real answer for you. I mean, I do think it's a lot of Australians like to take the piss and like to perpetuate this whole thing about deadly animals that live here because we think it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's basically what it is. But it was just a fun thing to research, really. That pretty much wraps up this week's episode. I don't have anything else. Okay. Well. You, you can outro us. If you have any stories or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can always email us at fuckmedeadpodcast, which is not the email at all. It's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. We wanted it to be fuckmedeadpodcast gmail.com. But Google wouldn't let us. Google's a bunch of squares, man. Yeah. Despite all the circles in their name, they're a bunch of squares. <laughs> That's why they made the font less fun a few years back when they straightened that E. God damn it. Uh, yeah, of course, we've always got our Twitter, which is definitely the best way to get in contact with us in a jiffy. At FME... No, this one is Fuck Me Dead Pod. It is. Uh, Fuck Me Dead Pod on Twitter. Uh, of course, we'll share links to the stories we've mentioned here today earlier and here for the stories we come across throughout the week. I was going to share one, actually, about a burglar or someone in England who... Was hiding from the police and then he farted and they found him. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And you can always visit our website as well. Fuckmedead.com. Fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Fuckmedeadpodcast.com. I don't have the script up today, so I'm just trying to remember. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know where I put it. That's about it. That's about it. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your mum. We're really bad at marketing ourselves, so we need your help. Just share it. Why not? Unless you don't like us, but... Yeah, don't say mean things about us. That'd make us sad. I feel like if you don't like us, you're probably not going to hear this section. That's true. <laughs> and you don't know what, what a blow it would be to our self-esteem. <laughs> if I had any left. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should really stop crapping on. We have gone on so many tangents in this episode. I'm sorry. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we appreciate you listening. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye.